Welcome to a podcast for the Journal of Nutrition and Clinical Practice. I am Dr. Burke Leland Ketkai, Contributing Editor of Nutrition and Clinical Practice and a member of the Physician Engagement Committee of ASPEN, otherwise known as the American Society of Parental and Enteral Nutrition. Today we have Dr. Manpreet Mundi, an author of the multidisciplinary team that developed the review entitled Peptides-Based Formula, Clinical Applications and Benefits. This article is published in the April 2023 issue of Nutrition and Clinical Practice. Dr. Mundi is a professor of medicine in the Division of Endocrinology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. His clinical and research expertise is in nutrition support for both in and out patients. He is also the medical director for clinical nutrition, food services, inpatient nutrition, and home enteral nutrition. Thank you, Dr. Mundi, for joining us today. No, thanks for having me. So before we start our discussion, could you tell us whether you have any disclosures on this topic that you would like to share? Um, I do have some research grants from uh, Nestle that I think are pertinent to this topic. Um, They've helped us do some clinical trials in this field. Well, thank you for sharing those. So in your article, you noted that enteral feeding intolerance is a potential complication of enteral nutrition. Now, how prevalent is it and what are the most common symptoms? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think what the difficult part is that there's many definitions to uh, enteral feeding intolerance, we tend to typically uh, define it as presence of any symptoms such as diarrhea, constipation, nausea, vomiting, reflux, or GI distress uh, that lead a patient to struggle with providing enteral nutrition. Many studies have looked at this, especially in the hospitalized patients and the critically ill patients, and noted that the prevalence can be as high as 25 35, or even 40% or higher. And it really depends on the criteria that they use in the study. We recently looked at our own home enteral nutrition population and found that the prevalence of enteral feeding intolerance was as high as 20% or one in five. So that's a pretty large number across the cohorts. Those are quite large numbers indeed. So for those individuals with enteral feeding intolerance, could you outline some strategies to help them? Sure. And the struggle is that there's no one strategy to manage all of enteral feeding intolerance. Most strategies are, in fact, based on the symptoms the patient is experiencing. So as an example, if a patient is reporting diarrhea, fiber can be added to the formula. We also tend to add fiber if the patient's constipated as well, so it works quite well in both uh, approaches. Other approaches that we've seen are also transitioning the patient to whole food formulas or the use of blenderized tube feeding, and there's data to support that these formulas, especially in the pediatric population, can mitigate some of the symptoms of intolerance such as reflux. What we're also seeing is that peptide-based formulas can also be quite beneficial in patients with uh, enteral feeding intolerance and can improve symptoms significantly. That's very interesting. And your article focuses on peptide-based formulas. So what are some advantages of using peptide-based formulas? Yeah, great question. And there are a number of advantages. I'll highlight two of them. And I think the biggest advantage is in the composition of the peptide-based formula. The protein in these formulas is enzymatically hydrolyzed to increase the amount of dye and tripeptides. And if you recall, 
these are obviously easier for the body to absorb. And we have a number of transporters such as PEPT1 that are expressed in our GI tract that can take up these di and tripeptides. Now these smaller amino acid uh, chains don't need to undergo as much breakdown as the longer peptide chain. They have to initially undergo denaturation by the stomach acid, then digestion by gastric pepsin, and then in the small intestine by enzymes like chymotrypsin, trypsin, proteases, until they're finally broken down into smaller amino acid peptides that allows us to absorb them. In patients who are ill, this may not happen well. The second benefit is in the lipid content. Now, in peptide-based formulas, the lipid content tends to be much higher in terms of medium-chain triglycerides, in some cases as high as 70%. Medium-chain triglycerides almost have a similar advantage to the di and tripeptides in that they're much smaller chains, typically carbon uh, chains of 6-carbon to 13-carbon. So compared to the long-chain triglycerides, you know, which have to be, again, hydrolyzed in the lumen of the stomach, taken up by the enterocytes, packaged into chylomicrons, released into our lymphatic system to finally reach the blood supply. You know, it's a pretty tortuous kind of way to get there. Medium-chain triglycerides, they can be readily absorbed directly, go to the portal system, and then reach the liver. Even at the liver in the hepatocytes, because they're smaller chains, they can cross the mitochondrial membrane much easier and be oxidized. The long chain triglycerides have to be carried over through the carnitine transport chain. So you can see that these changes in composition make it much easier for our patients, especially those with altered anatomy or pancreatic insufficiency to absorb nutrients, and tolerate the formula better. Well, there appear to be biochemical and physiologic benefits of this peptide-based formulas, but what do the clinical data show about its benefits? Yeah, unfortunately, in this case, we are starting to build pretty robust clinical evidence that these are beneficial. Um, we have retrospectively evaluated in both adult and pediatric home enteral nutrition patients at our institution looking at individuals who had transitioned from standard polymeric formulas to peptide-based formulas in the setting of intolerance. And what we found was that once this transition occurred, many symptoms such as diarrhea, nausea, vomiting decreased by close to 50%, so really significant drop. After the transition, we also found that a significant number of patients now reported they were no longer having any symptoms of EFI. But I think what was the most interesting finding for us was the reduction in healthcare utilization. When we looked through the medical record, we found that after the transition, the number of phone calls to our program, the number of in-person visits, the number of visits to the emergency room all dropped significantly. And so we're now working with our healthcare utilization team to try and understand how much this translates to a reduction in healthcare utilization costs. And we hope to have a final 
you know, analysis performed and present that data at Aspen in a few weeks. Do you have any additional take-home messages to share with our audience? Yeah, I think the key point that I want to share is that enteral feeding intolerance is unfortunately quite prevalent, both in the hospitalized or critically ill patient population, but also in patients who are providing enteral nutrition at home. So it's really important for us to follow these patients closely because if we don't, they're um, not able to meet their nutritional needs and then can have complications that lead to much higher healthcare utilization, such as ER visits. Now, when we do detect a patient with EFI, from the data we're seeing, transitioning them to peptide-based formula is a viable option amongst many other options and can result in significant improvement in symptoms. We obviously need to do a lot more research to try to understand what's the best option for each particular patient. Well, thank you, Dr. Mundi, uh, for uh, submitting your article on peptide-based formulas. Thank you for having me. You and your institution are clearly at the forefront in the research and application of these formulas. And so we hope that they benefit not just our readers, but the patients who use them. We'd also like to thank our audience for listening to this Aspen podcast. To support what we do, please share, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud.